This is the Gambling Gauchos. Welcome into the Gambling Gauchos. I am Rob Rowe. He's Kyle Jacobson, the czar of adding more sponsors. We'll tell you about another one here pretty soon. Not to like, you know, I mean, we have a lot of sponsors. We love all of our sponsors. Not like, not like, hey, man, we got a lot of sponsors. Look at us. But it, it is just kind of overwhelming at times. The, the community we're building. All right, Kyle. Uh, and as we sit here in the Cardinal Sports Center studio and talk about Cole Roberts and his dad and, and their early adopters, Rojino Barbecue, best barbecue in the country for my money. Uh, if we, if you want to lawyer up, you know where to go. And now uh, with the new one, we'll talk about eventually. It, it's just, I wanted to say thanks off the top. All right. Thank you to our sponsors. All of you. You're beautiful. We love you. Uh, go watch a soccer game. They're back home. One and one. The Lubbock Matador is back home this weekend. Incredible time. You're going to try to go. I am. Um, and, and folks in Lubbock have their choice. They can either go to Cardinals to gear up for the baseball series with the Big 12 title on the line, or they can gear up for Lubbock Matadors or anything else they want to gear up for. It's going to be uh, nice on Saturday, too, down in the 80s. Yeah, nice and cool. Not 100 like it's been all week. Uh, so, yeah, you can visit Cardinals Sports Center in Lubbock, in Plano, or online, mycardsports.com. Get your Gambling Gauchos gear. Get your Matadors gear. Get your Texas Tech baseball gear. Whatever you want to get, get it there at Cardinals. Like Rob mentioned, we do have a new sponsor. We want to welcome Code Ninjas to the Gambling Gauchos community. You know, Rob, not to go off on a tangent here, I went to school growing up and learned a lot of pointless crap that I never used again. You know, they send you home in math class and you graph like 50 parabolas and you just, unless you're in a very specific kind of job field, that's just not a useful skill. But Code Ninjas, they teach kids age 5 to 14 how to level up their coding, STEM, and engineering skills in a fun, hands-on environment. In addition to the year-round programs where kids learn to code by creating video games, like the Gambling Gauchos video game that just launched, you can check that out on Twitter. They also are now enrolling for week-long summer camps. These summer camps use technology that your kids already love, like Legos, Minecraft, and Roblox, to expand their skills, creativity, and confidence. They can build a game controller out of bananas, shoot an animated movie, start a YouTube channel, create and print in 3D, or design a charging robot rhino. Like, not only does that sound fun for kids, but in today's world, being able to have like a baseline understanding of things like coding and, and all this good stuff is such a useful skill. Like in the business world, in the education world, I think it's really cool what they're doing. Like, I know summer is around the corner and parents are like, we don't want our kids to forget everything they learned. We want them to keep reading, writing. This is a great, really fun way to keep your kids active, uh, to keep their minds active over the summer. So because Gambling Gauchos and Code Ninjas love each other so much, our listeners can use the code Gauchos at checkout for $10 off any summer camp at the Code Ninjas Lubbock location. You can call them at 
0022 or check out their great programs at codeninjas.com. They've got all kinds of summer camp offerings, so check them out. Like I said, promo code Gauchos, you get 10 bucks off one of those summer camps. And uh, I can't think of a better way to keep your kids engaged this summer while they're learning useful skills and having a good time making friends. So check out Code Ninjas, and we want to say to them, thank you for your support of the Gambling Gauchos podcast. You think they could teach us how to build a a rhino, you said? Robotic rhino? Yes, it would. It would take me a long time to figure that out because my like even just my baseline Photoshop skills were called out on Twitter, and it's like, hey, I I took one class in 2007. I'm doing the best I can here. Um, so I, yeah, for, I like for, your Photoshop skills. For me to get into the world of coding, and I feel like this is one of those things too. It's like learning a language. It's so much easier if you start off speaking Spanish, like when your kid's in preschool or something, to try See? to teach a you know 65 year old, hey, here's how to do coding. You'd probably lose them, but Kids nowadays kind of growing up with devices in their hands, like they're already on YouTube and already playing video games. And so I feel like the learning is a little more intuitive the younger they are. So great way to build some skills like that. For the Ninos. Okay. Um, probably the main storyline on this podcast is the monumental baseball series this weekend. Feels like... The first 95% of your season all led up to this and everything is still on the line. Big 12 title is on the line. Regional host is on the line. You deliver this weekend. You probably achieve everything you set out to achieve during the regular season. If you don't produce this weekend, probably not. So what are you thinking ahead of Thursday's game one? I don't like the... Obviously, you couldn't put Hampton back out there on Thursday, just jumping it back in. I would love to be able to throw a bullpen day Thursday and let Friday, Saturday land where they may with Morris and Burtzel. Uh, but you can't do that. And moving forward, you have to set yourself up for the Big 12 tournament. You have to set yourself up for the following um, regional, which I think if you win two out of three, you will be hosting for sure. If you sweep, like I said in the last podcast, I think you will be a national seed. I think that's probably a little bit of a long shot, but Baseball America has you as the nine today in a projection. Uh, D1 Baseball has you at 15 with Arizona and LSU coming to Lubbock. Sign me the hell up. Uh, But I think you have to take care of business this weekend, and Oklahoma just lost (laughs) 18-0. to to some scrub team. They also beat West Virginia 17 to two and they beat you in Amarillo on a bullpen day. So it's going to be tough. Uh, Morris has not pitched well on Thursdays. Birdsell has not pitched well on Fridays. Uh, that was the TCU series. Very, very small, very small um, sample size, but it is what it is, right? Yeah, and I, I just feel increasingly confident. You know, for all intents and purposes, it, it'd be great to have a sweep, but you really need two out of three. That gets you a Big 12 championship banner. You have to share it if you don't get all three. Um, but I feel so confident about having Morris and Birdsell in the first two. You okay there, Rob? You holding it together? Yeah. I'm just going to motor <laughs> right you? on through this. Do it. Yeah, I can't hear I, it. 
I heard the playback last time and it wasn't that bad. So I'm just yeah. going to, it sounds horrible to me right now. I'm just going to go through it. The dogs no, are barking you can't if you can't it, tell. <laughs> um, the odds that both of them will take an L and you won't at least have a shot on Sunday to get what you set out for are so low. It has happened, of course, the TCU series. Um, but it's like, okay, even if Morris is off, you feel like Birdzill comes in and saves you on Friday. And then, yeah, the game three or Sunday starter has kind of been a spotty at best showing all year. But you'll have a shot during your last game of the season to win the Big 12, um, barring something crazy happening with Morris and Birdzill in games one and two. And looking forward into the postseason formats, I think that also bodes well, like especially in a super regional format. In Omaha, if you were fortunate enough to get there or in a regional format, yeah, you have to win a third game. But just feeling like your odds of advancing to the winner's side of the bracket or winning a pivotal game two if you don't win game one, feels like you're always going to be there in game three of whatever format. And that's all you need in this weekend series is to have a shot in game three. And uh, early on this week, some of those projections for the regional sites had you as a two seed. And I think to an extent, it's kind of like political campaign polling. It's sort of like a lagging indicator. But some of the more recent ones, Baseball America and D1 Baseball had you hosting. One, you were on the bubble. You were the 15, but Baseball America had you as the nine. Like you were right there on the cusp of a national seed. So anyway, I, I'm not sure what to make of some of those outlets having you as a two still, and some of them having you on the bubble of hosting, some of them having you on the bubble of being a national seed. But regardless of which of those forecasts is most accurate, I think it still behooves you to, to really get two out of three to feel good about hosting this weekend. And then we can look at the matchups for the super or who's the two seed in your region once you get there. But I think two out of three means you're playing postseason baseball in Lubbock. And you are muted, my friend. In Lubbock, the key word there, I think, the key phrase. Man, yesterday I rubbed my eye uh, about 12.30 during the Raiderland. I'm on a radio show uh, daily, weekdays, with Ryan Hyatt, Raiderland. Are you, kick in. Are you, syn- are you syndicated on ESPN? Yep, ESPN 960, San Angelo. Anyways, rub my eye. And then, I, I don't know if I pushed a, an eyelash in there or had some residue on my finger from something, but my eye got like blood red and started to hurt. Like I had pink eye. It was crazy. Huh. Anyways, that's just a get to know the gauchos sponsored by uh, somebody. Sponsored I, don't by anybody w- I don't think anybody wants to sponsor pink eye. Segment, I think Cole but- Roberts wants to shout out for diversified lenders there. I don't, I don't think so. We can, we can loop back to that. Well, you know, if it was a medical condition that required, you know, a lot of cash up front, you didn't have it. Diversified lenders could probably help you get the cash you need to it's true. get your eyelash checked out or, you know, whatever yeah. the issue is there. I don't think that's eyes. actually what their business does, but it's kind of forced into a segue there. So anyway, check out our good friends at diversifiedlenders.com. They will keep your business up and running, get them the cash they need to operate. Uh, great response on our video game so far from Code Ninjas and the Lubbockist. Uh, David Collier says, Kyle, one game's broken. Well, okay, Collier. <laughs> He's taking shots at me because I'm not in the office like, right now. I feel like you two have uh, like a Michael Scott, Toby kind of vibe. I think 
Collier hates me, and I don't know why, and I have no beef with Collier, but he's always taking shots at me. You know, I thought that too about Collier when we got going. We did have the actual beef on Twitter for a while. Uh, is that just Collier's personality? I mean, I love the guy. But okay, you know, you know how you're a sensitive Red Raider? Yes. He's a little bit of a sensitive Sooner. And like, yeah. on one hand, he's a little bit arrogant about like, he knows that OU is a better athletic program than Texas Tech. Right. But, but also, I know how to push the right buttons and like, I can make him upset and feel like he has to really defend himself. He's like, oh, well, well, we, well, we have seven Heisman Trophy winners. And other than Alabama, we're the most successful post-World War II program. I'm like, yeah, I know. And like, you know, all that. And you're going to be Arkansas in the SEC West in a couple of years. And he's like, oh, we're not going to be like Arkansas. So anyway, I, I know how to get under his skin, even though he can lord these Heisman Trophies and national titles over my head. Yeah. So I have a good time with Collier. I think he hates me, which is unfortunate because I, I really like him. I think he's a good guy. But Absolutely. Anyway. Uh, you know what? Nobody uh, respects David Collier more than the Gamble Gauchos. <laughs> yeah. What do you make of teams like Texas A&M just saying no thanks to these midweek games so it doesn't hurt their RPI late in the season? Uh, can, can Texas Tech retroactively not go to Arizona? Can they retroactively play three against Merrimack instead of four? I don't like it. I don't like That's it. A- that support that I hate about is like, yeah, like if you, if every team had the luxury of like, well, if we need that win, we'll take it. If not, then no thanks. To me, if it's not weather related or COVID related or whatever, it should be a forfeit. Like you can't just choose to not play the game and not be hit with a forfeit, right? Like if, if the Lubbock Little Dodgers showed up and they said, eh, we just don't want to play today, it'd be a forfeit. Yes. Now, if the game gets rained out, okay, that's one thing, but I think it's Bush League. Like, 100% Bush League. Texas Tech suffered the consequences of playing New Mexico. Even when you beat them, your RPI fell, and then you lost to them, your RPI plummeted. Right. But, I mean, yeah, if that game was scheduled for this Tuesday, it'd be like, okay, well, yeah, no thanks, I guess, because nobody else is going to play these games. On the other hand, I would have loved Oklahoma to not play this midweek (laughs) because. They went from 34 to 38 or 39, and they're not going to help you as much because they lost that one. By the way, you mentioned the Dodgers real quick. Mm-hmm. The Gambling Gauchos Dodgers on a four-game winning streak. Let's go. Five and one in their last six. I never doubted them. Ten and six on the season. Three games back of the Angels. Three teams go to the playoffs. Uh, you are two games ahead of the four seed. Okay. Um, so How many games are left? Looking good. Uh, I don't know that answer. Do we have a magic number? Or I know you have. I know you have one more that you'll have to start in the third inning, eight to eight, because the game's under protest. Uh, but uh, you also are 145 runs for, 100 runs against, which is a plus 45 run differential, differential, Solid. and that's the tiebreaker. Uh, the leader, the Angels, at sixty nine, nice. Uh, but the next one, the third place, is at eighteen. So you're in a good spot to be in the playoffs if you're the Gamble Gacho Dodgers. So they have a run differential on the website, but not like a magic number or anything like that. No, I don't know the. I don't know the total game. They have games, win, loss, tie, win percentage, game okay. back. They have all that stuff, but they don't have. Like I guess. Well, hold on. Uh, do you know what I like to do at? Uh, Little League game, Kyle. What's that? Eat barbecue. Nothing goes oh. better 
Uh, and if you're taking barbecue to a little league game, who would you take? I would pack up Rahino if it were me. You know, nothing goes better, like you said, uh, with a ball game than a sausage wrap or a hot dog. And uh, I don't think Rahino sells hot dogs. If they did, it'd probably be the best hot dog in the world. They sell hamburgers. Uh, probably a better hamburger than you would ever get at a concession stand. Rahino not available in Lubbock at this time. Who knows? Maybe that's in the cards in the future. But you can make the beautiful drive out to Olton, Texas, put some in a cooler, bring it back to Lubbock or Amarillo or whatever West Texas town you're coming from. You will not regret it. Everything there is good. The brisket, the burn ends, the ribs, jalapeno sausage, it is also good. Uh, are we going to Rahino this weekend? Um, or are you flaking again? I, I never flake. We have to set a plan to flake. I think the weekend after Fair. would be uh, perfect, though. I'll Memorial Day town. weekend? I'll be out of town. Yeah. In the opposite direction. I'm going south. Okay. Why? Um, going Skinny, on you, don't, you don't tell okay. me. Uh, the Dodgers have one more game against the Rangers, who are 5-11. and 11, Easy dub. Um, minus 55. So <laughs> Differential. And then I believe, and then and then I believe they have the makeup game. I'm setting that at Dodgers minus four and a half. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. Um, okay. It's going to hurt our RPI playing the Rangers this late in the season. I know, I know, but if you do wind up a two seed, talking about Texas Tech again, not the Dodgers. Um, our friend Tech Hoops guy pointed out that right now. You have the fifth best futures odds to win the whole thing. A, I wonder if somebody could do a homework assignment and figure out if there's ever been a two seed with shorter odds, either in terms of like monetary value or fifth place or or fifth best odds to win it all that's ever not hosted a regional. And B, I wonder what I was going to say because I kind of forgot. I thought that was a two-parter. Maybe that was my only thought. <laughs> uh, well, uh, our friend Statso War put out a graphic today that Texas Tech at 15, where D1 Baseball has you, is underseeded for their resume based on run differential and uh, net runs per game, which is something that he really clues, on, clues in on is who's a good team or not. I remember what I was going to say. So, so even at fifteen, if you're underseated, um, it just doesn't jive with the RPI. I think the RPI RPI this year for Texas Tech is broken. I generally think it's really good, but Texas Tech losing some games they shouldn't have lost, I don't think should hurt them because they're seven one in Big Twelve play. Uh, if they beat Oklahoma this weekend, I, I think that should outweigh losing to Grand Canyon in Arizona and losing to Iowa early in the season, splitting with Mississippi State, who's been awful since you played them. Um, I just don't think that should hurt you. What I was going to say is, B, can you imagine being the team with the 17th shortest odds and hosting Lubbock in your regional, if we do wind up a two seed, being like, yeah, hosting Texas like Tech. God dang it, like there might be three teams better than these guys <laughs> in the country, and we have to play Brandon Birdsell in game two just to advance yeah. to like the winners bracket or the winners uh, side of I our regional. 
I wouldn't want to be the shortest odds and play Texas Tech in my regional. Uh, I think you're that good through the first two pitchers that you can be anybody on the planet straight up one day if Morris or Burtzel's on the mound. And I think the offense always has potential. You've had some feast or famine even within games where you go back to Texas on Saturday and you end up scoring 16 runs, but you go seven innings without a hit. It's like that doesn't even compute almost that you did that, but you just, you scored, I think seven in the first inning and then didn't score again until the eighth. And then you scored five more and then you hit a grand slam. So yep. it's just odd, right? Yeah. I'm really curious. I mean, I think you, you control your own destiny to a lot of extents. So I'm, I'll be curious um, kind of how it shakes out. I mean, all these projections are fun, but there's so many of them. And there's so many different ways it can shake out, but I can't wait to see who you're paired with in a regional. Hopefully it's a regional that you're hosting. And then of course, always you can't help but look across the aisle for a potential super regional matchup. So anyway, uh, we'll, we'll know a lot more after this weekend as far as what that is going to look like. Uh, LSU coming to Lubbock with that set attendance records. I, I mean, as much as you can, right? Like you've, you've sold out the law in the past, you know, it'd right. be, I would imagine you'd have people like standing on the fence line along the exterior, but you know, they can put up those temporary bleachers in the outfield, but yeah, LSU fans would travel. They'd be there in numbers. That'd be a lot of fun. Do you like the, Oh, that scares me kind of mentality. (laughs) No (laughs) line them up, dude, dude. Okay. I want to be LSU immediately play them in the first game and then move on. I don't, like Sam Houston beat you at a regional when you were the best team Texas Tech's ever had. Yeah. Like I but just because they're big names doesn't mean they're good, right? A couple of weeks on. ago. Arizona's thought, a three seed for a reason. A couple of weeks ago when I thought we were gonna be a two or a three, I was like, Yeah, go ahead and put us in Tennessee's regional. Like let, let's do it. Yeah. Let's play Tennessee in game two of the regional. Brandon Birdsill against their best guy, best man wins. I, I okay, I'm not of course, as you know, I don't like to get political on here. This was badass, whether you're Republican, Democrat, both or neither. When uh, when James Mattis was Secretary of Defense or whatever he was, somebody asked him, like, what keeps you up at night? And he goes, nothing. I keep other people up at night. That is my mentality when it comes to sports. Like, my old high school football coach, that was his mentality. He said, I will fight anybody. And I might get my ass kicked, but I'll fight anybody. That's my mentality. Like, tell us who's in the regional and let's go. They might be the better team. They might beat us. But no, uh, with a Tim Tadlock coach baseball team, I'm not looking at anybody going, oh, well, I hope we don't get this matchup. They have a really good pitcher, and oh, that fan base is so good. It'd be so hard to win in their region. No, line them no, up these, and let's play. Let's that's go. That's what these people sound like. <laughs> that's how I read their tweets, yeah. That's oh, how I, I play it. LSU. LSU's so good at baseball. No, line that's them up and I, let's go. That's Oklahoma how State was good at baseball, and you swept them in still water. Let's that's, go. Yeah, number three in the country. That's how I read the tweets that uh, from people that are like, well, isn't this going to hurt Texas Tech because there's richer teams out there like Texas and they're going to hoard all the talent? Yeah. I mean, no. brand new world we're living in where Texas, you know, recruits really well. Yeah. Um, let's talk Red Raiders and the pros a little bit because there's been kind of a little bit of action. I think we should start with Davis Martin, San Angelo's finest. San Angelo Central. Going from double A to triple A to his major league debut and pitching a gym in the span of like two weeks. And then going like, back to double A. 
th- there were White Sox fans. You know, I was like trying to follow the action on Twitter, and these White Sox fans were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be totally honest. I've never heard of Davis Martin, and like here he is, <laughs> the starting pitcher." Um, My favorite sentiment was after the game. I saw maybe 20 White Sox fans saying Davis Martin deserved better. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because he, he just got zero, zero run support. Yeah. Yeah. So he exited after five innings. It was one zero. Um, he gave up one earned run through five innings of work, had seven strikeouts. And, you know, I was, again, I was following along on Twitter. And there's the first tweet I saw about him. Somebody was like, you know, this kid's got a nasty changeup. And it was like a video of him ringing up a yeah. guy with the changeup. Pitching ninja. And then the next video I found, it's him putting a 97 mile an hour fastball perfectly on the low yes. and away corner. And then the next video I saw was like talking about how nasty a slider was. I'm like, yes. Dude, you can pitch a long time if you can put the fastball low and away corner at 97 and throw a changeup and a slider with movement. Yes. You can cash some paychecks in Major League Baseball. Well, and I don't think they were planning to bring up Martin. It was a double header. Lucas uh-huh. Giolito was in the COVID protocol. Uh, and you just needed a spot start. And the offense was burnt out as a hot day. They did not play two games. The offense didn't. They played one game. Yeah. And the doubleheader. Uh, but you just had a bunch of lazy at-bats there from the White Sox. But it, it was just really, really cool to see Davis Martin because in the Tadlock area, you haven't had a lot of guys get through the minors to the professional level. You've had Robert Duggar before this season and this season. He pitched for the Reds this year. And then you've had Parker Mashinsky this year with the Astros go up and down. Not through his fault, just they needed him for a couple of weeks, and now they don't. He's going to force their hand back in the majors pretty soon. I think he has a zero ERA in AAA. And then you had uh, Davis Martin. Caleb Killian? I don't know how long the Cubs can keep him down. He is torching, torching AAA. Yeah, and that's a good segue to a question I had for you was it's it feels like you're getting a lot of momentum all at once because, yeah, you've been really good in the Tadlock era, but what you've kind of been missing is a bunch of guys from these teams that have won a whole lot of ballgames at Texas Tech making a splash in the majors. And, yeah, now it feels like all at once Mashinsky makes his debut. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned Duggars, Mashinsky, uh, Josh Young would be there had he not gotten injured. Hopefully, he recovers, you know, soon enough to make his mark. Do you think that that coming to fruition will like further advance recruiting or anything like that? Now that you can point to a handful of guys, or is there still not enough there yet? I think the college success is much more important to recruiting than an MLB success. I think so. Yeah, and unless it's like been going on for a decade and you have all stars and you have like Troy Tulowitzki and um, Houston Morris and and like legitimate major league success like Texas did. Uh, but I think baseball is changing so much right now, anyways, with the reduction of minor league systems, with. Uh, college baseball getting more NIL opportunities with college baseball, it, like traveling better than most minor league systems right now. Um, you're still riding a bus to Stillwater, but you're not riding a bus to West Virginia if you're the baseball team. So you're, you're getting some charter planes. I don't know when the last time the Frisco Rough Riders were chartering around Texas. Um, 
so there's some some opportunities there where you could probably make more money at Texas Tech than you can at single A. And get a college degree. And get a college degree. So uh, we talked to Will Culpepper. We're going to be talking to somebody else in the Matador Club pretty soon. Um, it, it's just really cool, right, that you're going to be able to do that. And I think that stuff matters more for Texas Tech recruiting than Josh Young getting ABs or Drew Baker hitting 371 in single A or Tyler Nesloni at 28 finally breaking through uh, with the White Sox double A just murdering double A pitching. So I, I don't know. I Would it be cool? Yeah. And I think with Patrick Mahomes, you've seen a lot, but how has he helped Texas Tech recruiting? Um, I was going to make a mean comment, but I'll, I'll refrain. Matt Wells didn't use it. I was going to say, I, I don't, I wouldn't put that on Mahomes. Like, right. But, but I mean, to the point though, like you've had Jakeem Grant, you've had um, uh, offensive linemen, you had Wes Welker for a long time during the Cliff era, you had Danny Amendola still playing. Uh, how have those guys helped recruiting? I don't know that they have. Uh, certainly, you bring people in on visits and you show them the wall with Zach Thomas and everyone else who's been in the NFL in the last 20 years and say, Hey, like you can do it from here. But beyond that, like, I don't know. Tadlock's already getting top 20 classes. I don't know that. I don't know that fair. usually baseball success would. And the, you know, there's top that, 10 classes. There's that point in baseball where you recruit too well and you find a high school or a Juco kid who goes in the second round. And he never steps foot on campus. But I think with NIL, uh, you might be able to get more of those guys to campus. True. Yeah. No, uh, you'd have to pony up some serious NIL cash because some of those signing bonuses that early on are, you know, a lot to turn down. But but C- you're right. Certainly not a first round slot, but maybe third round slot that you haven't been yep. able to pull in before. Yep. You're right. But anyway, to just put a bow on that conversation. Made me so damn proud to see Davis Martin from San Angelo and Texas Tech go out there like that. I had confidence he'd be a good major league pitcher someday, but to go out there in your first start, and of course in baseball there's highs and lows. He's going to, you know, make his second, third, fourth career start, and you know someday he's going to get pulled in the top of the first, you know, without recording an out because that's just how baseball goes. But that was really cool to see him doing so well, and you know fans are like, oh yeah, you know I remember watching Davis Martin in Lubbock and. There he yeah. is out there for the White Sox. I hope, even though my AL Central leading Minnesota Twins, I love them, wouldn't mind watching Davis Martin ring up a bunch of them for the next 10 years. I was just about to ask how you're doing with uh, the A's and the Twins playing each other this week. Yeah, you know, my swing in A's, I don't think they're going to be in the hunt this year. And so I don't like to see it, but I need the AL Central leading Minnesota Twins to keep padding that lead and winning ball games, Dude, if the A's go to Vegas... All in on the A's. That'd be oh, so much fun. Hundred percent. I mean, if if any major league. Can you imagine Dallas Braden in Vegas all time? <laughs> be, I don't know what the equivalent. Absolutely electric. By the way, know. did he ever respond to us after he was like? No, I don't know what his deal is. We need to don't, get it back. Don't call him names. I I wouldn't go to. I don't know what the equivalent of McConaughey being the minister of culture is, but like whatever that is for a major league program, Dallas Braden for the A's in Vegas. 
there's not yes. a better fit in the world. Um, switching sports from round ball to round ball, Bryson Williams, to the surprise of nobody who watched him in Lubbock last year, um, goes to the G League Elite Camp, scores 37 points in two days, and now he's got an invite to the NBA combine with the other top prospects. You know, what What limits Bryson Williams is stuff that's out of his control. You know, you're not going to find a big jump in athleticism once you're 23, 24 years old. He's 6'8 forever. That's not going to change. But at the same time, what makes him great, being a consistent shooter, a post player who can score at all three levels, who can score in traffic. Um, I, You know, I thought during the season – Pegged him as a guy who could cast checks for a long time in Europe with his game. But you could do a lot worse as an NBA roster for your 11th or 12th guy to be a 6'8 dude who can stretch the floor and is a good teammate. He might wind up on an NBA roster if he keeps playing like this. And who knows how that's going to work out, but whether it's professionally in the NBA, the G League, or overseas, he has certainly upped his stock this week. And proud to see that, proud of him. And uh, hopefully he can make some noise at the Combine and, and maybe turn some heads and even get an NBA contract because that'd be so cool for him. I think that Bryce Williams, if he wants to be, is on a G League roster next year for sure. On a G League roster? For sure. Um, but if he wants to try to be on an NBA roster, I, I think he'll probably get drafted. Um, if he wants to make legit money, though, I think he will. I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know. I don't know what he went because I agree with you. I think I thought his future was in Europe too. Um, I think he fits that game really well, the mid range king. Uh, but if he wants to stay in America and play in the G League and make $100,000 a year, I Well, and he's, he's a different prospect than a 19-year-old in the draft. Like Nobody's going to pick Bryson Williams to develop him into a starter. Like You, pick you have him, to have a plan. Yeah, you pick him to be a role player who can contribute a lot earlier than the 19-year-old you're picking to develop into something. And that's okay. Like, like I said, Bryson was an outstanding college basketball player. He'll be an outstanding professional player at some level. But, you know, the NBA doesn't pick 23, 24-year-olds because he spent five years in college. Yeah. Maybe maybe six. I can't remember with the COVID stuff. But he'd be a guy that the NBA teams would say, okay, he contributed at the highest level in college. He's already polished, developed. He is what he is. And he can carve out a role on this team doing that toward the end of the bench. But, dude, if it's an NBA roster, it's an NBA roster. And you can still make – really good money doing that. If he wants to go to Germany or France and see the world and also make more money than I ever will in my life. Right. That's also not a bad life to live. You know, it's not like minor league baseball where you're playing for the Pawtucket Patriots and single a, you know, taking a bus down to who knows where. So it, like I said, either way, he's up to his stock and hopefully he's got all the options he wants ahead of him, but super proud to see him showing out at the, at the G league elite camp and, earning his way into the NBA draft combine. Uh, Kyler Edwards also had a good weekend and uh, former Red Raider and Kyler Red Edwards. For life, Kyler Edwards. Yeah. And uh, Kevin McCullough hurt his ankle. Um, speaking of basketball. Speaking of Kevin McCullough, he's going to Kansas. 
in the NBA draft process. Uh huh. Things have been quiet for Texas Tech. Yeah. Maybe a, little, maybe a little too quiet. I don't know if they feel like they're in a good spot for some of those fringe guys that are going to pull out of the NBA draft process. If there's some silent commits, but one of the only ones who was on the radar, first off, Elijah Fisher, I guess, is in purgatory in between Canada and Lubbock. I don't know what's happening with that. That's like yeah. the name that everybody knows, but still not official. The other name that was out there was Dominic Welch and felt like everyone thought Tech was in a good spot. And he commits to Alabama today. And so did we pass on him? Did we lose him? Do we have somebody else in the hopper? I'm, I don't know if I'm nervous, but I feel like dominoes should fall soon once, again, those guys that are in the NBA, pro, NBA draft process pull out and decide they want to come back to college. Hopefully, we're in on that type of player. I don't know who else is in the process that wants to come back. Matthew Meyer, maybe. I do know. Kyle. Can I interest you in the best player in the transfer portal right now? I do know that I trust... Mark Adams to build a roster he wants, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got some skins on the wall in that it, respect. It seems like the roster building f- feels like Elijah Fisher's in, right? Feels like it. I, I would just feel or, more comfortable else, if that was or else, Yeah, or else you would be doing more, yeah. And in my opinion. I think opinions vary on this. I've said this before. I'm cool with standing pat at 12 guys. I don't think you need to fill all 13 scholarships because there's going to be a Jalen Tyson next year. Right. Who, if you can lock him up in January instead of waiting until May to compete for his services, you can only do that if you have a scholarship open. And 13 is a lot of mouths to feed anyway. So I say stop at 12. I mean, if there's a no-brainer out there like a Matthew Meyer, then yeah, you go to 13. But Stop at 12. There's going to be a mid-year guy who can't play anyway, so he's not a mouth you have to feed in terms of playing time during the season. And I think that's a good way to build, to partly build a roster in this era. Like, just stay at 12. Take a guy mid-year every year. He doesn't have to play January through April. And then just bring him on next year. Others disagree with me. They say you... Some guys are hits, some guys are misses, so you want to take as many shots as possible, fill all 13, and then find the eight or nine who can play from there. I sympathize with that. I, I see what they're saying, but I'm more deferential. Again, unless it's a slam dunk, can't miss type guy, stay at 12 and keep a roster spot open for a mid-year guy. Uh, I mean, in today's world, you don't have to have roster spots. You don't have to have scholarship limits. They don't exist in, in, in basketball because of NIL. It helps, though. Sure, but if you have 12 scholarships on in November, like why not just put Ethan Duncan on scholarship? Because it's a bad look to pull Ethan Duncan off of scholarship in January so that you can add Jalen Tyson. Again, why not just say, we'll give you a scholarship in the fall. Here's an NIL deal to pay for your school. You could. I just... If I'm the recruit, I go, well, why don't I just go over to this other school for the same NIL deal plus the scholarship? Like, why do I have to pay for my class out of pocket with the NIL deal? I, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. In the world of NIL, like, if you're making a right. million dollars, it doesn't matter if you have to pay for class. But I don't think you're making that much. But 
No, I'm just saying if you were. Yeah. Um, last thing I have really for the episode, Rob, um, you and I disagreed about this on Twitter. We disagree about a lot on Twitter nowadays. Was this Big East, Big 12 alliance and how yeah. crappy the matchups are top to bottom. I'm not just whining about Texas Tech. I know right. you got Providence last year. You're not going to get them again. But give me UConn, right? They were a four or five seed in the tournament. Give me Villanova. Last year. Give me a top 10 Creighton team. If Georgia, if Georgetown bounces back and they're a good team, yeah, Patrick, it, Ewing, Patrick Ewing at the USA, is they beat really? you at 96 and 86. Yeah, they're a draw, dude. Okay, Georgetown you, is a draw. I, they are not nearly the draw that they once. I get that it's a brand name, but I feel like people are emphasizing that a little too much. And like, oh, 1986. How many kids in Raider Riot were even born in 96? They they have to do a history lesson to even figure out that we lost to Georgetown in the tournament in 96 to Allen Iverson. Like, they're not going to be any more amped for that than, you know. I I think you overestimate Providence. Like, nobody cares if Providence comes to Lubbock. They were a two-seed in the tournament last year. Last year? I know, but, like, Who what cares? else do we have to project on? It's Providence. Okay, but, like, Villanova is good every year. Okay, you, Villanova, absolutely. UConn, you, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're Georgetown, doing, you're Rob Fiscating and doing the thing. No, where, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, you are. Also, Jay Wright's not at Villanova anymore, so who knows who if they're going to suck next year. They might, but Villanova's a brand name more so than Georgetown is right now. Jay Wright was a brand name. No, Villanova is. Eh. It's like it's a Fortune 500 company. It runs itself. I don't know if that's true. That's what John Rothstein says. Well, John Rothstein can suck a nut, by the way. Okay, you have to edit that out. Like a peanut. Oh, my God. You have to edit that out. I'm not going to edit that out. You have to edit I, that out. I stand by it. Rob Bro said it. He's blocked me anyways, so he can't hear it. I just feel like with Texas and Marquette on the board, I mean, Kansas and Baylor didn't get any of the good teams from the Big East either. Like Now, is this the Big East saying we don't want our best teams playing the good teams in the Big 12? Probably, and I, I just have a sour taste in my mouth from this because during the COVID year, it was St. John's, and they canceled on you, so you didn't even get to play the game. Right. Before that, you went to DePaul's place and lost. DePaul wasn't that good. It's just like, yeah. give me something. Like in the SEC Challenge, we got Kentucky that one year. Or like we got LSU. Give me that. Like I don't want Vanderbilt in the SEC Challenge, and I don't want – who are we even playing in this Big East thing? Georgetown. George, yeah, I don't want them. In love it. I don't want Georgetown coming off of an 0-17 year in the Big East. Nobody knows they went 0-17. Average fans do not care. Average fans do not care. Average fans and don't anybody, know that anybody, is a brand name because they're going 0-17. Yes, they they're not even and playing anybody, in the tournament. And anybody older than me knows the Texas Tech history. Just because you started being a Red Raider fan in 2011 doesn't mean that people don't remember that. Hey, I remember watching Ricky Williams in 1998. <laughs> okay, sorry. The real Ricky Williams. That was not, a cheap. That was a cheap shot. My bad. It was a cheap shot. Uh, Creighton at Texas. Who cares? Creighton's going to be OU, like a top five preseason team. Oh, that's OU, a great matchup for Texas. Preseason. Yeah, like, dude, we're it's talking about May. Like, it's May. Are they going to be good in November? Rob, it doesn't matter. We're talking about a game that happens in November. Creighton is going to be undefeated. <laughs> Like, uh, who cares if they haven't earned their preseason ranking? If a number five ranked team that's eight and zero comes to the USA, I think Georgetown. 
I'd rather play Georgetown in Lubbock than UConn in in Connecticut. I think Georgetown is a joke of a program right now, and Patrick Ewing sucks as a coach. And that I would like have... you to tell him to his face when he comes. I would. I wouldn't be worried at all. Because <laughs> you know what? He if, would not. If he knocks he me out, say... he, yeah. he can he can knock me out, and then I'll call our friends at Barnett, Howard, and Williams, and you know sue the get, piss. Yeah. Get yeah. some civil money there and donate that to the Matador Club. Uh, um, our friends at Barnett, Howard, and Williams, law firm founded by three Texas Tech grads, office in Fort Worth, but handle cases all across the state of Texas. So if Patrick Ewing did knock the crap out of me in Lubbock. And if I you guess, knocked him out. Yeah, that's a little less plausible, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I could get a shot in. You get one shot in? Barnett Howard Williams is one of the only law firms in Texas that is certified for Title IX student representation. They have defended students, including scholarship athletes, in Title IX litigation at all of the major universities in Texas. They handle catastrophic injury cases, like if I were to punch Patrick Ewing in the jaw. Across the state, and for listeners in the Fort Worth area, they handle criminal defense and family law matters. They hope you never need them, of course, but if you need somebody in your corner, Barnett Howard and Williams, you couldn't do any better than those guys. Check them out. Learn more by visiting their website at bhwlawfirm.com. You know what I would rather do than watch an 0-17 Georgetown team play basketball against? They're not 0-17, Kyle. It's a new season. Okay, what were they the year before? And they're going to be undefeated next year because they play scrubs just like everyone else does. They suck. They sucked. Give me UConn. It's too late. The schedule's already out. Well, it's stupid. I also don't think the Big East Challenge is like the big draw of your no, season. Nobody said it was. You're Rob Fiscating. You did this. Like you're, you're in the you were I'm not Rob Fiscating. You're Rob You're Fiscating. making it out like you're screwing no, 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 your no. schedule by playing Georgetown. You're not. No, 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 no. You were on also, Twitter UConn saying. UConn doesn't make your schedule. Villanova on, doesn't make your schedule. UConn will be the second biggest brand you play North, next year. Northeastern Kansas, UConn. There's like hardly anybody in the realm of blue blood. All right, call Gonzaga and play them again. Like, I would go love to. schedule people. I would love to. It's not an either or. The Big East Rob, doesn't make the schedule, Kyle. I'm not Rob, Rob just skating anything. Nobody said it does. You're Rob just skating. You're, you're making it out like you screwed your schedule because you have to play Georgetown. It's you're not on, true. You're on Twitter. I didn't say it's that. It's not true. That's what you're saying. It's a straw man argument. You're Rob just skating. No, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. That. No, I'm not. You're on Twitter talking about how oh, you're oh, making oh. it seem like that. Oh, the Big East Challenge isn't going to be what Don't gets give you me the that NCAA voice. tournament. Nobody Don't was talking about being voice. on the bubble for the NCAA tournament. You Rob oh, that. I'm talking about the difference between being a two and a three seed. It matters if you play Villanova or UConn versus an 0 and 17 Georgetown. First of all, you've never been a two seed. So maybe you would be if you didn't play a bunch of crappy teams like Georgetown in the non con. I would not put Georgetown on the same level as all the other crappy teams you Georgetown played. won as many games as I did last year in the Big East. They suck. Okay, you're you're Kyling right now. The Lubbock Matadors last weekend had more wins in their league than Georgetown had in their league last season. Yeah, and you know what that matters for this season? It Jack matters a lot. Squat. No. No, it doesn't. Do they replace all 13 guys? Do they replace their head coach? Probably all 13 guys, yeah. Okay, Patrick Ewing is still in charge there. They suck. <laughs> okay. I don't understand this. Like, you don't have to defend this. I would like to look at the rest of the schedule before I cry about it on Twitter. Sorry. Nobody's crying. Yes or no, is Villanova a better matchup? No. 
Villanova's not a better matchup than Georgetown. I'll tell you in November. You're being an idiot right now. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Jay Wright's gone. Okay, SEC Challenge. Is it better for you to play Kentucky or Vanderbilt? Or or do you not know because it's May? No, you can't say that for sure. You don't know. Yes, I can. They might suck next year. Coach Cal's still there. They lost to St. Peter's. They suck. I don't care. No, it might might be Vandy. Vandy might be the best team in the country next year. You don't know. It's May. You're you're Kyling me right now. Last year doesn't matter. No, I'm quoting your logic right back to you, and now you realize how stupid it is. Georgetown is is a brand. Okay, no, 2008 called, and they want that line of thinking back. What has Georgetown done matter. in the last decade? What has Notre Dame done in the last decade? Notre Dame is an international. They've gotten housed in the playoffs. They've made the NCAA tournament like they don't play, play way more than Georgetown. They're playing the ACC. I'm talking about just like Notre Dame football. Yeah, they were in the college football playoff like two years ago. And got they, beat 31 to nothing. They lost one game last year. Yeah, well, that was a bad example. Yeah, it was. <laughs> just like, just like it's okay to admit, Rob. I no, I'm not going to Vill- admit that. Villanova or nope. UConn or Creighton is a better matchup. Nobody cares about Creighton. They're going to be a preseason top five or ten team, Rob. I don't care. You should 14, because fourteen thousand people will come to the Georgetown game. That's all I care about. More would come to Creighton if they had the number eight by their name when they showed up. I don't think so. Be a quad one win. <sighs> you know how important quad one games are. I hope Georgetown goes undefeated next year. Are we doing a giveaway for Lubbock Matadors seats? Uh, yeah. Do we have the capacity to do that? I w- uh, yeah. Okay, they're back in Lubbock on Saturday. Do you want to give away all four? Or are you going? Um, Saturday. I'm going to try to go. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you've got two tickets. You don't have to sit with Kyle, but you might have to meet him there to get them. Or are you going? No, I'll be at a wedding. Okay. So then we have three tickets. Certainly. I just didn't want to speak for uh, anybody else that might want to go with you. Okay. You just don't um, normally give away pairs. We're brutalizing this. If you want to go to a Matadors game, uh, Kyle will tweet something later, retweet and follow, and uh, we'll pick somebody to meet Kyle at the Matadors game. Sorry that uh, Rob just Rob fiscated that ticket giveaway so badly. But, but yes, or if you just want to purchase your own season seats, there's only five home games left, so take yeah. advantage early. LubbockMatadors.com. They got the full season schedule on there. You'll see all their sponsors, international brands like Puma, Gambling Gauchos, you know, Gatorade. Yeah, things that everybody knows Cardinals. all across the world. Yeah. yeah. And if you feel unprepared to go to the Lubbock Matadors game, go gear up at Cardinals. Get a scarf, a kit, a hat. They've got really cool merchandise for the Lubbock Matadors. They've got sweet logos and everything. So Cardinals is the official retailer, official outfitter of the Lubbock Matadors. Match have, we se- have we seen the Whataburger promo yet? No. Justin but said du- something about uh, spicy ketchup koozies. Yeah. So... I guess there's a giveaway at every game. Last one was the soccer ball, the mini soccer ball. Yeah, I've got one for the Gauchita. This this time there's some Whataburger perks, it sounds like. If I ever see you in person again. Can we also put people at ease? Like, we're not actually fighting on Twitter. We like each other moderately. Yes. But like uh, Shaq and Kobe said, you don't have to like each other to dominate together. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> but is it uh, is it more advantageous if you do like each other? Because we don't have to hate each other, right? Who liked Michael Jordan? Not a damn person. <laughs> true, true. Well, I don't know which of us is Michael Jordan, but who's Shaq? Who's Kobe? I mean, I'd be Shaq, right? <laughs> Post player. It would kind of, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm often compared to Kobe Bryant, so yeah. yeah that you're you're more sense. finesse. I'm I'm the power puncher. Okay. I'm 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 Mamba, I'm Mamba mentality. You're shacked in a fool. <laughs> sure. Fair enough. I bet you could do a pretty good Photoshop of like uh, our two faces Photoshopped on Kobe and Shaq. I saw a Shaq and Kobe thing today where they had a Shaq quote on it and I wanted to share it as us, but I didn't want to be like, I thought it was a little over the line, <laughs> over the line. Like we're Shaq and Kobe. Like I didn't want to be cocky. That's yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We're just of the people, man. We don't need to be uh, claiming that. Hey, you alluded to this earlier. For those who have not subscribed on Patreon yet, we spoke with a letterman, Texas Tech letterman named Will Culpepper, who's kind of been tasked with connecting other former Texas Tech football players to the Matador Club, which of course recently launched in this NIL environment. And so he had some interesting insights about connecting with other former players and things that the Matador Club is doing. We have a huge... Huge, huge, huge interview coming soon on Patreon in a couple of weeks. We're doing about two exclusive interviews a month there. It's $5 a month to join. You'll get early access to our typical two uh, twice-weekly episodes. And we're shooting for twice-monthly in addition to that on Patreon. You can join our Discord server. It's just like a group chat for Texas Tech fans. Had a lot of fun in there during the Oklahoma State Baseball Series this past weekend. So anyway, the perks are piling up for the Parlay Picadors on Patreon. That was a lot of peace. It was. So join us, patreon.com slash gambling gauchos, $5 a month. And I think our next guest on Patreon will be able to afford that monthly fee probably once or twice over. And I am really excited to kind of get some insights on the inner workings of the Matador Club from our next guest. So just twice over, maybe more than that, but anyway, get in uh, and then you'll get access to our previous content. So we did an interview with Fardaz Amac talking about going through the NBA draft process, what he liked about Texas tech and all that good stuff. So join us on Patreon. If you haven't already refer us to your friends trying to put out good content. And I think and hope we're delivering $5 a month worth of value to our Patreon community. Texas Rangers won again, man. It's too much. <laughs> the uh, the Mavs came up just short by 25 points. Yeah. Mavs in five. Mavs in five. AL Central leading Minnesota Twins won by 10 today on the road. Enjoying a comfortable three and a half game lead in the AL Central. Nobody else there is even 500. We're 22 and 16. So. Cream of the crop. Hate to brag. Yeah. Wish we could have beaten the Astros at least like once during that series, but you win some, you lose most. It is what it is, man. No, I'm uh any final thoughts? I'm good. You you feeling all right? 
Yeah, why? Yeah, you just, I don't know, you seem kind of sad, man. No, I'm not sad. No, you're not sad that the Twins and Mavs, uh, I guess the Twins are AL Central leading, you say? They are. They beat the A's by like 10, though, tonight, huh? Yep. Maybe you're all right. Mavs in five. Um, That's all I got, man. I right. will uh, talk to you after the OU series. Cool. Hopefully, hopefully we're selling, celebrating a Big 12 title. Awesome. Hope you're feeling better. I feel fine. <laughs> What's the deal? Is that like a new bit or something? What's the deal? No, it's just you look kind of sad, so. Why would I be sad? I don't know, man. Are you going to close this out or what? I mean, the Twins are six games over 500. Why would I be sad? Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to do a bit, but it didn't work. Yeah. Is is Rob fiscating a bit or are you actually that dense? No, I don't do that. I don't do that. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Do you want me to give you a clear-cut example, Rob? Why are you Why are you so sad about this, man? Nobody was talking about being on the bubble of the NCAA tournament, predicated on the Big East matchup. It's he, May, and you're talking that. about needing a quad one win for tournament seating. It's May, dude. So, so let's just talk about sellouts and not worrying about a schedule in May. You'll sell like, out. Let no me look who at the is. whole damn schedule before I have to worry Gosh, about. Gosh, Rob for skating. It's a beating. Not a beating. But I love you anyway, dude. All right. Love you too, man. All right. Love y'all.